Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to the final episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader for this week. This week being, uh, well, today being actually Friday the 7th of May, and I hope you've had a great week. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk about challenging conversations and ultimately the things that we do have control over. It's really funny, actually, the, the themes that tend to happen throughout weeks, and sometimes themes change from day to day, but this week's been an interesting one in that I've had a number of uh, well, I could only describe as very challenging conversations, uh, over, well, particularly over the last few days, both from a work-related perspective, but also from a non-work-related perspective. Uh, now, I won't go into the intimate details of the conversations or reveal the individuals involved, but suffice to say, we've got some challenging conversations uh, with some clients, and we're helping clients work through a number of challenging issues, particularly a couple of them that are working in very, very toxic, uh, hierarchical uh, let's say, a lack of accountability type environments. And we're working on frameworks to help boost their leadership, improve the way they have conversations, understand what's going on, and then seeking to respond to situations in a more proactive way. Uh, and it's causing a bit of frustration because it seems that other people are not necessarily playing the same game or not necessarily reading the script according to how they should. And and for some clients, it's been really challenging in that feels like we're making some progress where we're taking one or two steps forward and then something happens and it feels like we're taking a massive five, six steps backwards. But as we talked about this week with a number of clients, it's about uh, resilience. It's about knowing what we stand for, having our values in place, being really consistent and really authentic with what we do and moving forward anyway. And, and the most important thing is being prepared to have that conversation. Now, that that's the work-related stuff. In the non-work-related stuff, uh, you may or may not know, I think I might have referred to this on the podcast, but um, up in up here in the Maston Rangers, I look after the female AFL football program for the local club. So we've got four teams that are playing uh, various levels of football in uh, in competition. And uh, suffice to say, we've had a very challenging maybe two to three weeks in that the league competition is not uh, not as strong as it could be. And I think there's been some uh, there's been some uh, situations happen that has resulted in the number of players across the league significantly dropping, which has forced the league to make some changes to the structure of the competition. Well, that has a flow-on effect to our club in that we've we've built over the last nine years a really strong culture, uh, or what I thought was a really strong culture, and uh, some great numbers in terms of, of player numbers, but also some great numbers in terms of talent around uh, AFL footy for females. And uh, this week has been in particular some really challenging conversations because uh, girls not wanting to play all of a sudden on the on the cusp of the season, not necessarily giving us reasons, and it's been some really, really challenging conversations this week. Uh, and what it has taught me, though, it's taught me a very valuable lesson yet again in relation to two key areas that ultimately we do have complete control over. Although in the, in the minute, sometimes it doesn't feel like that. And those two things I want to talk about today, and this is what we do have control over. One is our attitude, and the second one is how we choose to respond. Now, both of these have been, I've got to say, significantly tested this week. And I've, hey, hands up in the air here, I've found myself in some cases this week getting very close to losing it. Uh, because it's, uh, and, I, and I've, in, re, in reflection, I probably 
in one case made it a little bit about me, thinking all the all the time that we've invested over the last nine years in this particular area, whether it be in the in the female football, uh, appears to have been unravelled in the space of a couple of days based on some decisions that were made, conversations that we had, uh, and it's just it's it's devastating because all we want to do is do the right thing by the uh, by the kids, by the girls who want to play footy and enjoy playing footy. Uh, and it's not always the kids, it's often the parents. <laughs> if you've been involved in children's sport, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But both of these areas, attitude and choosing to, to focus on what I can respond to, is is the most important thing that I've learned this week. And it, just a classic reminder of the importance of really focusing on these two areas on a regular basis and not letting up. It's just like having a shower, you need to have one every day. We also need to make sure our attitude is at the optimal level every day as well and being consciously aware of that. So a couple of things I want to reflect on today and, and really talk about what you do have control over. First of all, let's talk about attitude. Attitude is everything. And I was listening to a podcast and this is uncanny how these things work. Um, I was walking this morning and on came a podcast where the topic of the podcast was attitude is everything. <laughs> it just reminded me, and this is what prompted me to, to record this podcast today because I was reflecting on some things last night and all of a sudden I just happened to listen to that podcast this morning and said that's exactly what we need to talk about today. Just a reminder that attitude is everything. And as Zig Ziglar always used to say, and he's very, very famous for this quote, that attitude and not aptitude will determine ultimately your altitude. And so this is one thing we do have 100% control over is our attitude. And it reminds me of a conversation I had a number of years ago. And I think I might have recorded this a podcast around this uh, probably last year where I was talking about a client that um, I worked with for a couple of years and he was having some challenges with his team and his team weren't performing at the optimal level and he found himself not necessarily being of of great having a great attitude himself, and so I sat down with him and I said, "Mate, what 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 is going on?" And he described to me what was happening, and I said, "What's the first thing you think about when you get up, uh, or even before your feet touch the floor when you wake up in the morning?" Because we wanted to talk about attitude. What was the attitude? So the first thing he thought about was, "Oh my God, this is another day. I don't want to go to work. It's going to be another humdrum day. It's going to be another day of challenges. I don't want to face the day. I don't want to face the challenges. I don't want to face my people. I don't want to face my clients. And so that's how he started the day. Now, what happened was he would find that when he went into the office, his people were literally a reflection of him. And so what we started to do, I started to work with him and said, right, over the next couple of weeks, all I want you to do is start to reframe your conversation with yourself. And whether that's an affirmation, put it in your own language, whatever the case might be, Come up with some words that you can use before your feet hit the ground, before you get up, so you can start the day with the right attitude because you ultimately choose your attitude, remembering that attitude is everything. Anyway, three weeks later, I came back and I asked him how he was going and he said, I don't know what you've done, but um, <laughs> something's changed because everything's changed. And he, and he explained what had happened. His team all of a sudden uh, increasing their discretionary effort. They were more engaged. Their conversations with their customers and potential clients had improved and they just signed one of their biggest clients uh, that they hadn't signed for like 12 months. So it's the biggest deal in 12 months. And so things were starting to ramp up. And when we analyzed it, we realized it all came back to one thing and that is this particular client had changed his attitude and that's that's all it's, and everything came from that. So this is where we reinforce the fact that attitude is absolutely everything. And as leaders in particular, we need to be checking in on our, on our attitude every single day and be consciously aware of it. Even in situations where we find ourselves about to bite or we find ourselves about to do something or say something, we've got to check our attitude first and ask ourselves, is this the very best use of this particular situation? Can I do something differently or is this going to lead to 
Uh, a great conversation? Is it going to lead to a challenging conversation? Is it going to lead to something that is going to create a rod from my back, etc., etc.? So being very mindful of that is a key criteria for getting better results. Now, there's a there's a little model that's been created, and this I think this came from Tony Robbins. It's a really simple four-step model, and it's like a process, and it's an evolutionary process. So it works positively, but it also works in the not-so-positive sense as well. And it, and it it points to the fact that attitude is actually everything. So it starts with attitude. If we wake up with a great attitude, then all of a sudden that has an impact on our mindset. And our mindset is something that we can control, but ultimately it does come from the attitude, which ultimately we do control as well. So if, I have, if we have a great attitude, then our mindset is going to be a lot more positive, a lot more optimistic. So you can measure your mindset on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being great, 1 being not so great. And for yourself, ask yourself the question each day, where do you sit on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of your mindset? And if it's not where it needs to be, then think about how can you actually change that to get to one or two levels above. And it really does come down to a decision, but it also takes an attitude adjustment in order to do that. So with attitude, it leads to mindset. With a mindset, that will then determine what sort of action we take and what sort of behaviors we put in place. So it stands to reason if you've got a really great attitude and you've got a really positive mindset, you're probably going to be taking more positive, more proactive steps in terms of your actions and your behaviors which then will lead to results, which are typically going to be better results. Now, not always, but you're certainly going to have a different perspective on the results based on the action that you're taking. So a really simple four-step process. Attitude leads to mindset, leads to behavior, leads to results. Now, what happens is, and I share this a lot with teams and with leaders, is when you get good results, what tends to happen to your attitude? Well, naturally, it starts to get better. But, But likewise, if you don't get great results, and this is where attitude has a big part, If you don't get great results, what tends to happen to your attitude? And then when your attitude is not where it needs to be, if you've got some stinking thinking you're suffering from, what happens to your mindset? Mindset's not going to be necessarily positive. And then when the mindset's not positive, I can guarantee the actions and the behaviors you demonstrate are not going to be optimal to lead to better results. So everything, everything, everything starts with attitude. And this is what I learned this week yet again. It all starts with attitude, and attitude is what I have 100% control over. The second thing I've got 100% control over is literally the behavior that I demonstrate. And this is this is where the difference is between responding and reacting. And there's a little model I share a lot with um, teams as well in relation to uh, an event happens. Something happens and we either choose to respond to it or we react to it. And we call the model E plus R equals O. So E stands for event, R stands for reaction or response, and O stands for outcome. Now, what's really interesting is when people blame others, and you'll see this in organizations all the time, that people are externalizing the reasons as to why they're not performing or why they can't do something or why they're not getting the results they would like to get. It's always something else that's causing it or somebody else's fault. And so when an event happens, what people tend to do is they tend to be at the effect of that external event. They'll blame that event. And therefore, they will react to that event. And because they're reacting to it, and often this is not necessarily fully within their control in terms of how they react, because often there's going to be a level of emotion attached to their reaction, they will get an outcome. Now, that outcome is not always going to be the best outcome that they're looking for. So within the behavior of what's happening, um, their responses are not necessarily going to be conducive to great outcomes. And therefore, they're going to get poor outcomes because they're at the effect of the event that happens. This is where people literally live outside in and they put the blame on everybody else and everything else for the predicament they're in or the situation they find themselves in or the results they're doing or the behavior they're demonstrating. They don't ultimately take responsibility and they don't recognize that they ultimately do have responsibility for the responses to everything that does happen to them. 
Now, again, this week, classic example. People were literally blaming others, blaming situations, and not taking full responsibility for their responses. They were being quite reactionary, both from a non-work perspective, but also from a work perspective in terms of client stuff. And so they were getting the outcome that ultimately they probably didn't want, but they might have felt good by getting things off their chest. But in the process, they also had no inclination or understanding of how that might have been creating an environment where others may have been dragged into it and literally having fuel poured on the fire. Now, this is where we do as leaders have a huge responsibility and another key lesson for me this week, that it doesn't actually matter what happens to us, it's how we choose to respond to what happens to us that will separate us from everybody else. And this is where we need to be sitting out and thinking, okay, whatever's happening right in front of me, I have a choice to make. And that choice is how am I going to best respond to this situation so that I can get the outcome that I'm ultimately looking for. And what this requires us to do is the same event might happen, but instead of reacting to it and sometimes getting quite emotional with it, I've got to take a couple of seconds or maybe a minute or even a microsecond, depending on how quickly you can process this, and think about, okay, this has just happened. What outcome am I looking for? What is a good outcome for this situation? What's a good outcome for me? What's a good outcome for them? What's a good outcome for the business? What's a good outcome for the team? Once I'm really clear on that outcome, then I can proactively choose the best way to respond to that event so that I can maximize the opportunity of achieving the outcome that I'm focused on. When that happens, guess what? We have so much more personal power in terms of how we respond and people will therefore respond to you accordingly. Now, I don't, I can't explain how, why this happens. It just happens that we have a lot more control over the outcomes when we take responsibility and when we do what we call be at cause. So it doesn't matter what happens, we take responsibility for it because then and only then do we have the power and the ability to be able to choose the appropriate response based on what we're seeing in front of us. Now, that has been a huge game changer for, for, for me and for clients over many years, but it was tested this week. And I did find myself getting sucked in to uh, some what could have been some fairly emotional conversations. But thankfully, I was able to stop myself, recognize that, hey, what, am I got, what have I got control over? What am I trying to achieve here? What is the ultimate outcome? And therefore, I was able to recalibrate uh, reset, reload, and then uh, make sure that I chose my response that was going to be consistent with that particular outcome. So as, I, as we wrap up today's episode, a key reminder, guys, there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen in your day, in your week, in your month, and some of that you have absolutely no control over. But recognize that there are two key things that we do have absolute control over. Number one is our attitude, and number two is our response to what happens to us, and that is our behavior. When we get those two dialed in, I guarantee you, uh, it'll be a lot easier to deal with challenges. You probably even look forward, dare I say it, to facing more challenges, and you'll have a lot more confidence when it comes to having the conversations that you know you need to have, and hopefully getting the outcomes you know you're going to get or want to get based on uh, controlling your attitude, but also then having some control over how you respond to various situations. So that was a big, uh, a big aha again for me this week, and it's funny how you, uh, when you coach people, when you mentor people, it's often been said that. You're not just coaching them, you're also coaching yourself. And this week has been a prime prime example of that where uh, I've taken a lot of lessons out of the coaching sessions that I've run and uh, very grateful for that and grateful for the opportunity to serve so many clients, grateful for the opportunity still to be running the footy program up here in uh, in Gisborne in the uh, Macedon Rangers and also very grateful for you to plug in and listen to this podcast. So I hope that has been of value. 
Hopefully you uh, continue to get value out of the podcast. And as a key reminder, if you'd like to work together, love to help you in any way I can in terms of your sales leadership and helping you get your leadership to that exceptional level. Simply jump on my calendar. We'll have a chat uh, and start working together as early as next week. Go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, and we'll have a conversation. Very much look forward to that. So with that said, hope you've had a really productive week. Hope you're looking forward to a restful weekend a re-energizing weekend so we can uh, do it all again next week and hopefully take our performance to another level entirely. So have a fantastic weekend and thanks once again for plugging into the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.